Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO Podcast. I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with CIOs. We know your job is challenging and we want to help you be more successful. And we're here at the HCP conference and our guest today is Donald McGruder. He's the chief information and revenue integrity officer at South Shore Hospital in Chicago. Welcome. Well, thank you, John, for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for this, today's discussion, but before we dive into some of the topics, tell us about yourself and South Shore Hospital. Well, again, you, know, you talked about me, my role as Chief Information Revenue Integrity Officer, which is the IT side, but I'm also in, responsible for ensuring that we, we have the revenue coming in and that we're optimizing revenue, so I look at those things as well. So I kind of got a, a dual focus there, and I think it's a great, great kind of combination and uh, a kind of marriage between uh, IT and then revenue cycle. So. Yeah, I've never actually seen it. It's not very often. I often see informatics in CIO, mm -hmm. you know, with when it's a more medical CIO. Mm, uh, I've never seen the revenue in that. At least I don't remember someone, at least on this episode. So that, But is it because it's a community hospital? Or? Yeah, it is. It's because a, a community hospital, and we're a small hospital in the south side of Chicago, and so, you know, you kind of kind of wear multiple hats. And then one of the things I, I identified when, uh, when I got to South Shore was that there wasn't, well, we had the revenue cycle, but there's a lot of data, like, analytics that are involved there, you know, are we, you know, are we charging the right thing, are, we, are our prices accurate, are they optimized, you know, are we, when we're doing our coding and reimbursement, you know, are we actually, uh, you know, coding with the, with the, the, the most appropriate codes, and so um, just having that background, because uh, I have a financial background, it kind of was a, a good, like I said, a good marriage, and so I, I actually kind of developed that, that de department, I guess you will, so that we can start looking at, you know, are we, are we, what we're building, are we getting the right reimbursement, are we getting the, um, are we coding at correctly? Um, we look at the pricing. Are, are our prices in line? Like price transparency, I'm responsible for that. So just kind of just seeing the need. I mean, we were, we were doing the work, but we mm -hmm. didn't, you know, from an operational perspective and just kind of the day-to-day, -day, but then understanding the, aggregating the data that came from that and understanding how we can best optimize our revenue was probably was where I saw kind of an opportunity that could, we could do some good things for the hospital. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, when I think back on all the episodes we've done with CIOs, they always like, well, CIO needs to be more strategic. Mm -hmm. They need to be focused on the revenue and align right. with the strategic priorities of the organization. Well, it's like, you're in charge of the revenue. So <laughs> right, right. That's so, really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it's good. So it, it's, it's interesting, and it is interesting, like you said. And so, um, and so I, even when I'm here I, I, at ACP, I try to you know, find opportunities to, to, to try to you know, gain more of an understanding and, and, and some insight and network with those who are kind of working within the revenue cycle. So, so again, it, it's one of those things that you know it's, it's needed. It certainly helped us. Um, like I, one of the things that we also do, we look at we, we we assist in our case management and try to look at length of stay. You know, how can we use mm -hmm. data, like look at data points, and and determine how can we reduce that length of stay? How can we ensure that you know from a level of care perspective? So, as an IT, as it, being a CIO, you know, just bringing that data and making sure that data is presented and is, and is available to those who make those decisions and 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 work and patient care in that, in that space, that's where I come in. And that's yeah. where, you know, I think is, uh, my uh, hope is helpful uh, and really uh, to our organization. Yeah, absolutely. So we're here at the HCP conference. Mm -hmm. What are the hot topics? What are you listening for? <clears throat> what, you know, what are you looking at? All right, so like I said, the revenue cycle is definitely important. But one of the things I really was interested in kind of diving into and really be getting more of an understanding and, and just kind of some, some feedback from my colleagues was the security space. Mm. Um, you know, security, and when security, we talk not just security, you know, from the infrastructure side, but you know, how do you 
build your security now that we're in a post-COVID environment? Mm -hmm. How do you ensure that, because you, you still have remote, and we had to immediately uh, build our infrastructure to support, you know, you know a, a triple and quadruple the amount of remote access users coming right. in. But, you know, you know, as we've been learning that, that remote access capability is something that is going to be, it's, it's competitive advantage from a, from a staffing perspective, because you've got to be able to continue mm -hmm. to offer that. And so now we're trying to, you know, now that we've kind of stabilized and we're post-COVID or kind of past the pandemic, right. now what we're doing is making sure that we can continue to sustain that infrastructure and be sure it's secure um, and be able to offer that to, uh, to our, our managers so that our staffing could take advantage of that and then again be more competitive. So that whole security space and ensuring not only that you have that, like your remote access users secure you in that infrastructure, but also now that, you know, we're, you know, for, via COVID, we brought in more technology from a clinical perspective, mm -hmm. ensuring that we're able to, you know, and they're all connected. Everything is IoT, it's connected now. So we're ensuring <laughs> that we're able to secure those, uh, those new clinical devices as well. So it's just a, a, a real, you know, it's important um, you know, you, we, we, we know for a fact that it's, it's almost, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of cliche, but we always say it's not about a matter of, uh, of, of, of if you're going to get attacked, it's about when you're going to get attacked. And, and the question now is becoming more, how do you respond? How do you ensure that you can mitigate the, any type of impact that, uh, that any attack would have? So Yeah, absolutely. And I, I hear that from everyone. Like, we're going to be breached at some point. Correct. The mm -hmm. question is, what's our response? Absolutely. How can we mitigate you know, the damage if a breach Correct. does occur? Although you, you highlighted something really interesting. I think the security people call it your risk surface yeah. 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 <laughs> is expanding and right. expanding. Absolutely. I mean, you gave three elements, remote work, yeah. increased technology, and then also IoT, right. which is you know, blowing up. Right. So right. Right. You know, I mean, I, it, how do you stay awake at night? <laughs> you know what, that's a question. I used, to, I used to just couldn't stand that question, but honestly, I do, you know, you get a call at night, you're like, what's going on? So, right. you know, you just have to, for, 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 the way I approach it is that you just have to do the best you can, ensure that you have the right pieces in place. And not only the pieces from a technology perspective, but we're also focused now on processes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people. People, <laughs> and how do, you, how do you ensure that you have the education? That's one of the things that we really uh, took on this year, was really ensuring that we have a really uh, a robust education platform so that we can train our users on how to be more secure, um, and that works for them not only on on, on site but for at home in as well life. in their That's life. Great. So we, we wanted to do that. So for us, just just ensuring you have those pieces and processes in place, the workflow. Like we made a, we made a you know we found out when we kind of you know did a, like some we kind of an, an assessment. We took a survey. You know, mm -hmm. you know how how do you as a department head do you feel you're ready to if something were to happen if you had some type of downtime whether it be it might not even be from a security event it could be just because a technical event. You know, we power, you know, sure. and so we found out that a lot of our department heads didn't have weren't as familiar with their procedures mm -hmm. as we as you should be, and so we've kind of taken on that from a downtime procedure. So we've taken on that kind of uh, mantle of just kind of pushing that and really uh, working with our staff and our teams and our leadership to ensure that we all have a kind of a, 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 a downtime procedure that fits throughout the organization. So yeah, that's a tough thing to do because. 
You hope it, you never have to use it. Correct, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. But, but <laughs> and, and yet you, you never want to need it, it <laughs> not have it, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about some revenue cycle. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, you live, breathe, eat, and sleep it. What, what are you doing to, you know, address the challenges of revenue cycle? How are you embracing <clears throat> technology in that regard? So, from that perspective, one of the things that we really kind of dive into, and even being a small hospital, is uh, is uh, uh, kind of artificial intelligence, AI. You know, we, you know, we, it's just a shift now. Um, you know, for a variety of reasons, you know, remote working and remote uh, workforce in, 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 in addition to and other uh, issues, other kind of challenges, is that we're looking at how do we align our staffing, our, our resources. And so, uh, you know, some things that typically we, we, have, we may have a person doing or a resource doing or kind of some analytical type of work or even some kind of kind of repetitive work, we're looking at AI and, and uh, machine learning to mm -hmm. try to take on some of that functionality. So, for instance, uh, we had uh, kind of coding auditors, or that would that were quality coding quality auditors in, mm -hmm. on the revenue side. As a, as a, as the chart was being coded, you know, we had an auditor look at it to do the QA. But now we kind of invested in some AI, using some uh, some different rules, and then that AI. Uh, helps uh, helps us do the quality, and so that means that's a that's a body that you know we not that's not doing that that could be doing other coding. Right. So now by using the AI and and we found that and it gets smarter. It wasn't perfect at first, so we had mm -hmm. to kind of build that muscle sure. uh, in the AI. And now we're very pleased at the outcome and that when so when when you know coding our coding quality may may drop, the AI kind of catches it, gives us some insight mm -hmm. as to how we can you know kind of build that back up. We that's a, that's a good thing. Right. We also use machine learning <clears throat> in that, again, kind of catching some of the repetitive steps. Like there's a, um, when we, we, we may look at um, how do we, you know, for instance, some certain types of billing that just mm -hmm. is constant, rather than have our, our billers do that, and it's just a repetitive, you know, it's the same type of process, it's a, it's a reoccurring visit. So we have, once we have that visit set up, then we have the machine learning just going, you know, kind of tick the boxes for us and, and send the bill out. So things like that, are helping us align, and we're doing that to align resources because one of the things on the, on the revenue side, as we notice, is that uh, it's very competitive for staffing um, mm -hmm. because now, one of, you know, because it's not you're not actually looking at patient care because a lot of those staff that, that staff can do things remotely. You know, it's hard to retain staff mm -hmm. because of those unless you offer something like that. So, in order to counter some of that by building in this uh, this 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 automation in in our in our processes in those very repetitive and simple processes we're able to realign our resources so we can kind of devote resources to more complex work. So, so that's how we, that's one of the ways we look at it and how we deal with that. Yeah, and I imagine there's some efficiencies gained that help the bottom line as oh, well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we, we found, um, we, we were able to, you know, find some real, like you said, some efficiencies, and, and, it, and it's in the bottom line, revenue is impacted. You know, you know we, may not, we not only found ourselves being able to optimize revenue, but we also found ways to reduce some of the costs associated. So that's kind of, it's a great thing, win-win, if you will. Yeah, well, and I imagine you're not building this AI in-house. Are you working with partners to do that? Yeah. How do you approach that oh, partnership? That's Versus, question. you know, yeah, you know, it's always interesting, uh, especially community hospitals, right, often right. under-resourced, uh, I think, generally. So how do you approach that from a partnership versus, hey, we should do this in-house? Right. One of the things that, you know, is fortunate, I'm not, it wasn't this event, but a very similar one. So that's why I like coming to these. But a very similar, uh, you know, kind of a session networking opportunity. Uh, such as ACP, um, I was able to meet the, the the developers that we partnered, we eventually partnered with, and but it's these opportunities to kind.
kind of talk to colleagues, talk to, because, and then you have to, because like you said, community hospitals, or, you know, community hospitals, we're not typically exposed to this. So you have to, you have the opportunity to meet, you know, the big players, and in my background itself, I, you know, I had the fortune uh, and, and to be able to, I've been fortunate enough to come from larger, you know, one of the, you mm -hmm. know, one of the largest uh, hospital uh, uh, corporations in the, in the country. And so having that experience, to be able to have the opportunity to see what was available and the technology that was available um, and what could be done and to bring that, my, my passion is to bring that to the community, community hospital uh, and critical access hospital space and the safety nets hospital. So having said that and having the opportunity to network with some of the, some of the players who have kind of just have access to those, those resources, you get to learn and, and, and it, was, it was because of that I was able to, to find an ideal partner who could, who could, who could, uh, could, could uh, scale up and scale down based upon our needs. You know, you, you don't want to get a company that that's all they deal with is, you know, is academic and, you know, you know multi-hospital, you know, <laughs> system. So you want to be able to, you know, yep. have those, 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 those partners that can scale down and, and really meet you where you are. And that, and we, we were been very fortunate to find a, a partner in that. And, I, and I've been very pleased with, I mean, to be able to say as a community small safety net hospital, where you're, you know, you, you're looking at, you know, you know, over 60, you know, 60 or 70 percent, you know, you know, uh, Medicare, and Medicaid, and and in a very high minority population, and to be, say, you're in an urban area, and mm -hmm. or you know, for a critical hospital, to be that type of hospital and have access and to these types of technologies, and to have that on site is, is really, you know, one of the things that I've really tried to, you know, kind of you know, shape my career around and being able to do that and provide that type of access and uh, and, and just, you know, for disproportionate care. To be able to do that has been one of my passions. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, and credit to HCP, uh, you can Absolutely. come here for free, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> which is accessible for Absolutely. any hospital, Absolutely. any organization that you know they provide that opportunity mm -hmm. to come and be able to have that collaboration. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So as we kind of wrap up, we always like to end with some career advice. You know, what would you say to someone who maybe they're working at one of those larger organizations right. like you were? Right. Uh, you know, how do you know what advice would you give them to kind of make that transition from mm -hmm. there to to becoming a CIO? Right. Right. So for me, um, it was uh, I had to find my passion, and mm -hmm. my passion. You know, I had been I had done consulting. I've done uh, like I said, larger or hospitals, larger hospitals, and. You know, and then larger systems, and so I, I felt for me, I, I just really my passion was to really serve, you know, in the community mm -hmm. which I live, and and so I think that what I would advise and recommend, especially you know for for leadership, you know, see you know, aspiring CEOs of color, to be able to you know kind of work, you know, try to find opportunities to you know to kind of kind of serve your community. Uh, where your where's your passion? If, if that's your passion, then follow your passion. Do what you love to do, and then you. For me, it's so rewarding. I, you know, it's just for me. It's so rewarding to be able to be in a community, uh, that, uh, to be in the community. I don't live very far from where I work. That's awesome. uh, to serve the community, be able to have such an impact, and for me. Um, what, another thing I like about, in particular, if I want to do my a plug for small, smaller hospitals, uh -huh. I get to wear many hats. And to mm -hmm. be involved in revenue cycle and to be yeah. involved in different areas, it's to just to, yeah, to make an impact. You, just, you really, it, it really is a, a passion. It really has been uh, rewarding to me. So, so find, my advice would be, you know, find, you know, get the experience you have, and, and that's a great thing. Find the passion, and certainly if your passion is to, 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 to really be in the community, having such a, 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 a really tremendous impact. That's what you should do. Awesome, yeah. Donald. I appreciate you taking the time right. and uh, to have this discussion and.
share your perspectives, you know, from a community hospital perspective. So yeah. thanks, and thanks everyone for watching yeah. and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for the CIO podcast by Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application. Right. Thanks, Donald. All right, John, thanks so much. It's a pleasure.